Ladies and germs, what's up? <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, I usually do a solo, but uh, I'm going to start having guests. Look at that, it's the daytime, this is crazy for me. So, I'm going to have a guest here today, a very dear friend of mine, old friend, a lot of history. Yep. He's responsible for a lot of joy that I've brought you, he's helped. <laughs> Please welcome... My buddy, Dan Karate. Thank you, sir. I always said karate. Yeah, that's what most people say. Now, people are going to say, who is Dan Karate? Some of you, and some of you will know right away, correct? Did you say that you're, can you walk down the street? Do you get bothered? I do not get bothered on the street, no. Um, If you had any connection. I would think you would, though. From certain circles. Uh, from certain circles. If you were in the dance community or whatever, you you know who I was. So Dan is, can I say you're an actor? I, would say I, an, I am now, yeah. An actor, a reality star, Yep. a producer, a judge, a massive choreographer, and a killer dancer. Thank you, bro. I like that. Would you say that's a good intro? <laughs> that's a great intro. I'll take it. And, um... He's responsible. Where do, where do we, you and I, first meet? We first met um, Jamie Kennedy experiment. So about t- two thousand and two. Yeah, no, even before then. Two thousand and one. Yeah, and uh, that's when I did the stripper, the stripper show with you. Was it the one where it wasn't the Laker girls? No, it was the one in the strip club where I was lying. Ride the pony, ride the oh, yeah. shampoo, shampoo, shampoo. That's all and you rinse. and rinse. <laughs> was that you or was that me? It was both of us. <laughs> you you asked me to give you some some moves, and I gave them to you, and then you made them funny. Yeah, yes, you gave yeah. me good moves. Yeah, I had you crawling on the floor, and then you turned it into the tiger. The tiger, yes. <laughs> so did you come in and just meet with us, and then because I remember we had a meeting. Yeah, we. I came in, just kind of had a, a quick chat with you just about how could we make this work? How could we approach it or whatever? And, and I admitted to you, I was like, I am not funny, um, but I can work with you and give you what you need. And then together we'll make it, you know, whatever it is you uh, you wanted to turn into. And, and that's what we did. We just went into the studio and fucked around, laughed a lot. And well, you, <laughs> you. What I believe, like any true someone who's good at something, since you're such a good dancer, you can show me the core. So if I can make a dance move work and then add a little funny to it, it just makes it that much more legit. Because they're like, well, it looks like it's a good move. Yeah, yeah. And this is a weird name. But you were also the right, you know, some people just want you to teach them steps. Yes. You didn't want that. No. You wanted to watch and you had, you know, I like that. I'm not going to do that. No, that won't look good, but that works. Uh, you you collaborated with me. So that's how, that's how you make it. That's how you make it work, you know. The ones who just want to learn steps, then it doesn't always come out so good. You know what's crazy is that with dance, I always I always tell people if you just slow it down, like when I would take classes, I would take classes at Millennium. I think first of all, I think all of us are performers. And I think if you're an actor, you have to have your body under control. You have to have yoga. You have to be a very good dancer, okay? Mm -hmm. I think you should be able to sing. I think you should be able to do, you know, I don't really play a musical instrument. I used to play the guitar a little bit, but I just wasn't into it. But I I believe our body's an instrument. And I hate it when I see non-physical 
actors. I don't hate it or comedians. Like there's much more than just your brain, right? Yep. yep. And the thing with dance is hard is because I can do it. I have my own rhythms, but there's sometimes people just fucking five, six, seven, eight real quick. And it's like, they want you to pick up. So I would always go when I would go to millennium, when I used to like practice, I would take the baby's classes until I like, just let me get the eight count down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's also like teachers and choreographers, the good ones know how to break things down. Mm-hmm. And that's, what's important. You know, anybody can go in there. Any dancer can go in there and just put steps together and yeah. just say, follow along. Yeah, you know, but the the good teachers are the ones who can break it down for you, make you understand how it works, how to use your body, and that's that's how you get there. So you've got you've got a lot of history. Uh, I would like to know. So how did you break into dance? This is, you have a great story. Both my parents were Broadway dancers. Um, See, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I you didn't, learned that recently, right? Yeah, so that really kind of makes it makes not it makes more sense now. Yeah, I mean they were they were both Broadway dancers from major shows, West Side Story, Hello Dolly, all that kind of stuff. Okay, way back in the day. But then uh, when I was about uh, 12, 13 years old, my parents opened up a dance studio. Now, even from the time I was a little kid, I was always dancing around the house with my brothers and sisters because there was always music on. It was a musical family like that. Mm-hmm. But when my parents opened up the dance studio, that's when I started dancing more, taking classes and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, just learned using it as a hobby, just learned how to dance. Um, and then when I went to college, I just danced even more. And then I started teaching um, and in the dance community, once you start taking classes in New York city or in LA or whatever, you quickly meet people in different circles and, and make a lot of friends. And if you network a little bit, all of a sudden, you know, some choreographers, things like that. So my first job was, uh, footloose on Broadway. That was my first professional job. But, um, how old were you? I was 21, I guess. And you were a what would you say back? Just part just of it. Yeah, I was just ensemble, you know, like ensemble. backup dancer in it. Yeah. Um, but while I was doing that, I was also teaching. And while I was teaching, I, I met different people um, who worked in the industry. And uh, one of them was choreographing for Britney Spears on MTV Awards and asked me if I wanted to do the job. And I was like, hell yeah, I want to do the job. We're going to get to that. Yeah. But, I, I, you know, I, I always amaze my people like in New York. Like, you know, they say that like, like everyone should do time in New York because that's where you build your talent and then come to LA to make money. But it doesn't always work that way. There's a lot of really talented people. I'm not saying there's not really talented people in LA. There are, but there's a lot of talented people in New York fighting in this big salmon pool. Like I know this girl, she did like two scenes in a movie with me years ago beautiful, you know, fucking could dance her face off. Am I allowed to say this? Legs for days. You used to be able to say that. I think you could say that. She's fucking <laughs> smart. I don't know. She was a waitress. She was a bartender. And she would go on like five calls a day to do like, what was that one? Moonlight. I remember it was Moonlight Express. Um, The Muppet. Like she was literally ensemble dance. Mm-hmm. And she would get it. She's like, well, if I get this job, I'm going to make 1100 a week, this, and then I could probably tour, make 2000 and go to Japan and be part. And I'm like, you're so fucking talented. You're so bubbly. You're so beautiful. Come to LA and just audition for sitcoms and then dance. And she's like, 
you think I can? And like, I'm like, yes. And I don't know. I haven't kept up with it, but I, I know, I've met a few people like that who have this amazing talent and they're using it all in a very small focused place, which why they're so great at something, mm-hmm. but yet they don't got outside of it. And am I crazy to say that? No. And New York, like working on Broadway is a grind. A grind. I mean, eight, eight shows a week. And especially as a dancer, if you're in a show with a lot of dancing, or whatever, I mean, you earn every penny working those eight shows a week and it's hard. It's hard. And then, you know, some, what do you make? I mean, I haven't been there in a long time, but it's probably like 1500 a week, 1500 a week. Think of how much it costs to live in New York city. No. So it's you're like, making like six grand gross. You're physically busting your balls you're a dance. I oh, I know. So to your point, like I knew when I was when I was doing Footloose, I was very grateful to be doing it. It was my first gig, but I knew this was short lived for me. I I was not thinking I want to have a, a Broadway career or anything like that. I was looking to kind of learn a little bit, you know, meet some people or whatever, and then I'm going to cut out and try to figure out something else. So there was no long term goal for me to to perform on Broadway. Some people, that's what they want to do. They love the theater. They love that world. And and more power to them. Um, that was not me. So you saw where it could go. Um, I'm just thinking about when you came. So let's tell what else you've done You've with me. You have also did from my show. Then you did. Malibu's most wanted. Malibu's for sheezy. <laughs> But the scene we did got cut. I know it's messed up, man. So we we, <laughs> I know. So if he he's amazing dancer, amazing choreographer. Okay, um, and you're straight. Can yep. you say that? Can you say straight? I mean, <laughs> I I'm married to a woman and I have two kids. So in this world, that's rare. Yeah. Good looking <laughs> guy dancing his face off. Public thrust. We'll edit around that if you have to. Yeah, so. So you come, we do Malibu. Uh, I know you're straight, by the way. I'm just saying it for them. Uh, we do in Malibu, right? And they fucking said, hey, do this fucking other scene. 1.1 million. Do you know we spent? Yeah. On those three days. Oh, I know. You were the fucking boss of this whole thing. Yeah. We did a whole flashback sequence or dream sequence. Dream sequence, yeah. Of B-Rad on why awesome. he wanted to be, <laughs> I should do a whole video about this, about why he wanted to be a rapper. And it was a dream. Yeah. I want to know where it went in the script. I'm trying to think. I forget. Oh, it was probably when it was like meeting Ronnie DeRizat and with Snoop. So you. That is it. There's a yeah. huge fucking musical number. Singing, dancing, fucking bands and car. That's him. You playing basketball, you break dancing, yes. you doing all kinds of stuff. Dan did this for three fucking days and ran the whole thing. And I'm like, I just don't know if we're going to need this in the movie. And the studio's like, we need scope. We need big production. And then sure enough, when we're doing it, they cut the whole fucking sequence. They did. And I'll tell you what, like you just said, $1.1 million. $1.1 million. And three... Three days is a lot of time in, in the movie world, right? Big. And Isaac Hayes was there. Oh, you had all kinds yeah. of guests. Um, Big Boy mm-hmm. was there. <laughs> Big Boy. It was, And it was so much fun and all the dancers, everything. And then when I found out that I got cut, you know, as a choreographer, you're like, the major scene that I worked on cut from the movie, I failed. They must have not liked it. 
you know? But when I saw it, you sent it to me. I watched it and I was like, that shit is good. Yeah, it no. It came out so good. It was so perfect for the movie. But, yeah. You know. It was great, dude. But it was just, you know, these things happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know, the studio, everyone has so many, there's so many chefs when you make a movie. Yeah, yeah. But like, I was talking to another actor the other day that we had a big, we had a couple big scenes in a big movie that we both got cut down and we're talking about it. And we're like, we got to get that footage. I mean, because it just happens. Yeah. Um, I still had fun with you on that movie, though, because we, I got to be on set with you for just a bunch of like the, the smaller like movement type dancing oh, yeah. scenes. And I mean, I didn't have to do that much other than when you would ask me, Hey, do you like this? Or do you not like that? Should I try this or whatever? But it was just watching One, you <laughs> was so much fun. Dude, we had such a good time. Wait, yeah. I want to say, were you on set all the time? Most of the time. I feel like you were. Yeah. You were on it the whole time. You were like my dance teacher. And I feel like you're responsible for one of my most iconic moves and want a picture where I grab my leg like this. <laughs> yeah. That's you. And that was like, that was a move that you would hit back in 01. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> what was that called? I don't even know. <laughs> was I don't it know a Roger Rabbit? It was like a Roger <laughs> Rabbit mix. But again, it was like, I would give you like an idea of something and yeah. you would just take it and run with it. And, man, it was funny. Cause we danced at the party scene at the end where the musket and all that stuff. Yep. Yep. And I remember, uh, the rap party, we had a good time. Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think, because I remember I brought my girlfriend. Did you bring your girlfriend? I, I, mean, I brought my assistant. Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what I was doing. Okay. Uh, but so, dude, so it's crazy, bro. So you then went, and then I didn't see you for a couple years. No, we uh, we talked a couple times. You had a couple projects that like you yeah. possibly needed a choreographer or whatever. Yeah. But then it never happened. Uh, so that was, I think, we did one more. I got I got busy. I did kicking it old school. Yep. And then, but but the I wanted you to do mask, and then Keith was the choreographer on that. Yeah. And you probably know him. Yes, I do. And he was great. And then he was kicking it old school, and I think you were busy or something. And then he introduced me to Shabadu. God rest his soul. Yep. You know, so Shaba taught me all the basic, you know, Fred, Fred Perry, him, Tony Basil. There's like five of the original. Major names there. Yes. Which are the original. I forget the name of the group, but I mean, they were pop lockers. Yep. And so those five each had a specialty in Shaba's. I mean, Shaba was a god. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, I mean, you. It was great that you got to work with those was, people. And I, if you told me, hey, I can hire you this for this job or I can work with these people, I would have said, go work with those people. You need that. Dude, I, mean, I was... Special. Tony didn't really work on it, but I got to meet her. I mean, people... I mean, she's a super god. Oh, yeah. I mean, I want to say that she kind of did a lot of Madonna work. She did all kinds of stuff. I mean, but she became... I mean, in, in the dance world, she, she's a legend. I know, but know? people. I think people think of her more of a singer. Well, they know her from her song. Yes. You know? And of course, you know, and that's like when she came on So You Think You Can Dance with us as, as a guest judge, you know, they promoted her all about, hey, Mickey and everything. And you're like, man, she's so much more than so that. So much yes. more than that. But yeah, it's, you know, and we all become known for certain things, right? Yes, 100%. And so you did. So then I didn't see you for a couple of years. And the next thing I know, I turn on my fucking TV and I'm just sitting there and Fox is on. And who do I see? Dan Catate 
And you're the fucking lead, you lead, you're the judge of, so you think you can dance. Yeah. That was like 05? It was 05. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I was one of the judges. And I mean, that was crazy. That came out of nowhere. I never had any intention of being on camera or whatever. The producers of the show, Nigel, who was one of the judges, he's also the creator of the show and all that. I worked with Nigel, a dancer? He was a dancer. Because I did a policeman's ball with him. And he did look like he was very uh, light. He was like he could twinkle toe. Yeah, he could move. Yeah, I could yeah, see yeah. that twinkle. So, Nigel's, he, he, for anyone who doesn't know, he's the EP of uh, American Idol. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But he was, um, I mean, he was a dancer and a choreographer and a director and all that back in in the UK for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked with him on a job over there. I was choreographing for Kylie Minogue. And he was producing the television show that we were that we were doing. So I got to know him well on that job. So when he came over... It's probably like two years later, three years later, to start So You Think You Can Dance. I was one of the first people they called to, to go. I went in, had a meeting with him in five minutes, and boom, I was all of a sudden a judge on television, which was crazy because that was, again, there was no intention there. It was I was a choreographer behind the scenes, and all of a sudden, now I'm going to be on television. I find, though, that that's, first of all, isn't it cool when you meet an artist because then they'll tell you right there, like you met with me, and you get hired in the room. Yeah, because you get those are the best meetings. So he's an artist before he's a businessman. Yep. So he's like, all right, let's fucking do this. You know, you can do it. That was it. <laughs> I mean, all he wanted to know was would I stand up to him on camera if I disagreed with him? Would I stand up to him and tell him no, you're wrong, I'm right, kind of thing? And I said, yeah, of course, if that's what I believe, I'll do it. And that's that's all he cared about. He's like, I know. You have your experience. He's like, I know you can speak. We've had good conversations, all that. I just want to know that you have the balls to stand your ground if necessary. And I said, yeah, of course I do. Wow. And that was it. He hired me right there. Wow. And so who were the other judges? At that time, it was Mia Michaels. It was Mary Murphy. Um, Brian Friedman. Claims, what are the um, each, each claim to fame? I mean. Too many? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Brian... Brian was a choreographer for Britney and a bunch of others. Mia's more from the modern contemporary world, but she's done a bunch of professional jobs, commercials. She did the Celine Dion show in Las Vegas. That's probably wow. her biggest wow. her biggest thing. Yeah. How long were you on it for? I did it for four seasons. Why full time the first three seasons, fourth season just some part time. Why'd you stop? Um I had the opportunity to work on the show overseas um, in Canada, Australia, um, Netherlands, places like that. And at that time, they had so many of us on the show. Some of us were only on an episode here, an episode there, and I could do full seasons overseas. So, yeah. So I I took the jump. It was kind of scary. It was like I'm giving up doing the the U.S.-based show. Um, Mm. But in the long run, it was the right decision for me. Dude, two things. Remember, I got to say Paula. But Kylie Minogue, how old is she now? Oof. Kylie, I mean, she's got to be in her 50s. She has an age. No. She looks fantastic. Insane, dude. Yeah, but she takes care of herself. I mean, she's... As hot as she was in the 80s. Yeah. And I still feel like she's putting out bangers, but they're more overseas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's put out bangers in the 80s, the 90s, and the the aughts. I don't know if she put anything out in 2010s. Mm, yeah, she did. Um, but she's more house now. Yeah, and she's not, you know, she's not out there like promoting herself, going on tours, trying to push herself in the U.S., things like that. I think she does what she feels like doing now. She's not being pushed to promote worldwide. People don't realize 
And this country, what a huge star. She's in a fucking humongous star. Yeah. I mean, to me, she's, I know she's a big star because I've been around the world, but she's like not, she was big in America, but she's like. She's massive overseas. Stadiums, dude. Yeah. She's insane. Oh, yeah. And her sister, Danny. Yeah. She was big too. She was never big as big as Kylie, but I mean, yeah. she was big and doing major television shows and all that kind of stuff over there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you work with Paula? I never worked with Paula. Really? No. No, no, no. <sighs> So Paula was my OG. Like, yeah. oh God, I loved Paula when I was growing up. And well, then I got—I the, loved her growing up too. I mean, we're about the same age. Yeah, I'm a little so. bit older than you. Mm-hmm. Were you 46? 45. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I added a year. Yeah. Um, I took it back. You took it right back. <laughs> Looking good. Thanks. 45. But Paula was. She used to come. She came to a couple comedy shows, and I was like, oh my god. And then I was like, you know, whatever. But I just love her. Yeah. And she's like the OG, like amazing, talented person that actually parlayed it as an on-camera. She Instead of making everybody else rich, she made herself rich, which I love. Yeah. Because she's as beautiful as any pop star, can sing like any pop star, but can move. Yeah, and she's she's one of those people that, I mean, she was responsible for a lot of people's success behind the scenes as a dancer and a choreographer, like yeah. you said. But then she, she rolled it over into her, her own gig, which is cool, because not that many people are able to do that. Yeah. A lot of people try. A lot of dancers and choreographers try to become an artist. But I think they underestimate how, how difficult it is. I know. I I when we were doing kicking old school and stuff, it's like God, tur it's like turbo. Tur- turbo and ozone. So ozone <laughs> is Shabadu and I you know, a legend. But turbo is a legend. In the dance community, but I don't know if people know him outside of that. And he was like the sickest breaker, the sickest. And, you know, people like that, like you say, in the dance community, we would have these things called choreographers carnivals where dancers would come together once a month and get together and people would perform and stuff like that. If he would get on stage, the place would go nuts because he's a legend, you know. Dude, but I I watch like Be Real, you know, rapper Be Real. I watch his feed on Instagram. And he'll put the best. He'll do these b boy, like you know, from like Tokyo or some shit. And my buddy Casper, who did a lot of dancing for me, Casper. I forget your last name now. Don't be mad. But Casper was in Kicking in Old School, and he was like a double for a lot of us. But he was fourteen. And just destroying, <laughs> but he could flip. He's insane. Like, but he literally was like a street kid dancing on the streets. Yep. And like people who discovered him, Shabadoo's like, this kid's incredible. Come work with me, kid. The, he, I wanted to do a show with him where it was called War. And it was like different crews against different crews from around the world. And I look at all of these dance like battles. They're so insane now. The shit they're doing physically, like, how's your neck not fucking cracked? And I feel like these guys are doing, they're so talented, so incredible, so wild to watch, and no one fucking, they're not making enough money. Well, no, but dancers never made enough money. It's so crazy to me. They're so talented. Yeah, but that's, that's how it's always been, and that's what was awesome about so you think you can dance and world of dance and all these. Dance yeah. Shows world dance is big. Cause it finally, you know, put the, the spotlight on the dancers, uh, which it never was before. Like when I was watching Katy Perry, I mean, she can, she can move, but when I was watching Super Bowl, but I was watching the sharks. Of course. You know what I'm but, saying? but listen, I mean, you can name not, not like rock stars and things like that, but any pop star, they were reliant 
on their dancers. There was no show without the dancers. Yes. And how many movies and how many commercials and ha- anything yeah. is reliant on dancers. Yeah. But dancers are just background. That's how people look at them. And unfortunately, there are so many dancers out there that, you know, people never gave them the credit that they deserved because they could always move on and find another one. That's that's how they got treated. It's fucked up because I yep. just think that talent should win at the end of the day. And I feel like dancing is a discernible talent that you cannot deny. That's for sure. It's like either you can do it or you can't. And yet they're not rewarded. But you see people in our business get by on less. And it just was weird to me. Yeah. But the dancers, I mean, the true, true dancers, they dance because they love it. And, you know, they try to make a living out of it, but they're. They just love to do it. So they would rather have less money and dance than move on to something else and maybe not, maybe make more money, but not be as happy. So do you know Scream? Yep. You know, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, but Nev is the star. Yeah. She was a big dancer, like huge. And she was, I feel that probably her love is number one is dance. Yeah. Like, she was a big Canadian, like, I think she wanted to be in the ballet. Like, she loved, and you can get that vibe off of her. Yeah, sure. Very sweet, you know, not introverted, but rather, you know, it's very thoughtful, sweet person. And she loves dance. Like, is an incredible dancer. But yet, I've just one of those people that I feel like she would have been very happy just dancing and drinking tea. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're a dancer and She's you were a dancer, you were good. Heart. That's it. You're you're like always a dancer first. Yes. You know, even if you move on to something else, you were still a dancer. Yes. You know, and that'll that'll stick with you. So I want to say the early aughts is you know the people talk about the '90s, which you know I love, but the early aughts, the early 2000s, the mid 2000s is like. Phew. I don't know if we can get a funner time for me. You know what I'm saying? I would quit that for the 80s. I've talked to a lot of 80s actors like Brad Packs and stuff and shit that was going on. But for me, that was our time. Mm-hmm. And for you to be, I don't know, top three, top five choreographer around at that time, for you to get into the world that you got in and for us to get you like and you were like, you blessed me by like being like one of the top video choreographers. But yet. I was like this new comedy thing happening. It was a fucking party. Yeah. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I'm thinking of all the different clubs. Like I'm trying to remember that place my it was called My Place on Hollywood Boulevard. And I had a little piece of that sushi place on fucking Hollywood. I forget the sushi place I fucking had. But we all had like Garden of Eden, remember that? Mm-hmm. So you get involved, and, and one of the reasons I wanted to have you today is because we're going to talk about some stuff where, and again, you can I will cut out anything you don't you know feel comfortable with. I'm cool. Is so you get jumped in to it's a very small world. The more successful, it's like if you become a billionaire, I tell people that you you're only you're going to know every other billionaire because it's a very small club. Just like if you get in the top of Hollywood, you're going to know. So it's like you know when you're in this world, top of dance, you're going to know everybody. Yep. So you go in, you're doing Broadway, and you meet a choreographer who says, do you want to come help me uh, uh, choreographer what, Brittany? Yeah, well, dance for at that time. He was choreographing, I was just going to You were going to be background. 
So what, uh, on tour? Uh, no, uh, MTV Awards. So which performance was it of hers? This was 1999. Okay, ooh, right at the heart of it. Baby, one more time. Wow! That's her first, it was her first MTV Awards performance. This was like her coming out party. You did that. And her and NSYNC were performing like a joint performance. She did Baby One More Time first, and then NSYNC, it was like the second part of the performance. Um, I always remember Chris Rock was the host of that show, and he introduced us by said by saying, are you ready for some lip syncing? <laughs> <laughs> and I remember being backstage and being like, that's fucked up. <laughs> but it was true. Wait, was it's this true. summer of 99? It was summer of 99, yeah. I'm going to tell you this. I was promoting Bowfinger, and I was on Say What Karaoke okay, in, like, the Bahamas. And a guest judge was me and Joey Fatone. And okay. Joey was like, he's like, I don't know, we did fairs? I'll never forget this. <laughs> and then he goes, then we did theaters. And he goes, we did one arena. He goes, now we're going to do stadiums. <laughs> he said, he's like, dude, he's like, it's insane. It's like within six months, we went from like fairs to stadiums. Dude, that shit happened overnight. Literally. He was like, dude, I'm like, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to fucking ride, ride it out. Like he was so, I'll never, ever forget that. We're yeah. in the middle of the Bahamas. He was the sweetest, most grateful person. He couldn't, it happened so fast, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously behind the scenes stuff, like there was probably years of them. All of them struggling, but, up, once but once they hit. They came together as boom. a thing. Yeah. No, because NSYNC wasn't, they were all struggling in their own ways. But once NSYNC came together, it kind of popped kind of quick. Yep. But I know that they definitely put in time. Oh, sure. So you go, that's insane. So you, you do this video. Yeah, I do the, the MTV Awards in 99 with her. Wow. And, um... I graduated college, I guess, three months later. Where did you go to college? Uh, NYU. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was a journalism major. Wow, okay. Yeah. Graduated, and the guy who choreographed that, are we saying his name yet? Are we, uh, you can say it with a little bit. Okay. So, Wade. Wade, Wade Robson. Wade Robson. Okay. He choreographed that. Yeah. Um, he and I were boys teaching on dance conventions together and stuff and, and becoming friends. Mm -hmm. um, then I did that for him. So, now he knows I'm, I'm getting ready to uh, graduate. And he's like, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, I had no career plans at that point. I went to college. I was dancing while I was in college. I was trying to figure out what the hell I wanted to do with my life. And he said, why don't you move to L.A.? Mm -hmm. And you can, you know, live in my house. I'll set you up with my agent and that kind of stuff and just see what happens. And I was like, all right. Like, that's, it was just kind of that nothing. You know, I was like, why don't you just give it a shot? And I said, yeah, okay. I had never even thought about moving to LA, trying to have a dance career, anything like that. Wow. Yeah. So it just kind of. It, it again came out of nowhere. I mean, we had been building a friendship for a couple of years, teaching on dance conventions together. Yeah. Um, but again, I it, there was no dance career on my mind. And then we did that MTV awards. It was great. And he said, um, you know, after you graduate, I'm going to do the billboard awards with Brittany again. He was going to choreograph the billboard awards come out in December, do that. And then you can move out in January. So I said, all right. And that was that. Wow. Yeah. So what? I think he had a big spot where Sherman Oaks or somewhere. Uh, North. Uh, God, why can't I think of what it's called? Northridge. 
Northridge, yeah, Northridge. in the eight one eight. I remember yeah. hearing he had a he had a spot. Yep. So you go and you come out. And you, what what are some of the jobs you did? You did MTV Awards, you did Billboard Awards, and you started MTV dancing. Awards, what is an iconic video you would be in? Uh, I didn't do any of their music videos. We choreographed um, the pop music video for okay. NSYNC. Okay, wow. Um, yeah, but um, we didn't chore. We did all you know, like award show performances and all of that, and then we worked on the Oops I Did It Again tour. Wow. And choreographed the Oops I Did It Again tour, and then um, wow. we did the Pepsi commercial. For her, um, yep. and then within sync, um, after doing award shows and stuff like that, then we were because we did, we did the MTV Awards 2000 with Britney and in sync as well. That was the one where Britney had the see-through outfit on. And the one where she kissed Madonna. No, okay. this was all before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she had the see-through outfit on. This is that. when we took her from cute girl doing. Baby One More Time, mm-hmm. to Sex Symbol. Mm. That was that performance. And we did a big performance with the NSYNC guys, and then, you know, we, we just started doing more and more gigs with them, and then we ended up doing the NSYNC uh, Pop Odyssey World Tour. That was their big world tour before they broke up and Justin went solo. So, so you- this all happened oh. in, like, two and a half years? Yeah, and it was an insane... And you were choreographing my shit. I was choreographing your shit. I was choreographing Jessica Simpson's yes. shit. Yes. And Aguilera? And, uh, not Aguilera, but there was this Kylie Minogue time. Kylie. You had so much going you know, on. I do remember that. You, come, was, you gave us a lot of time, and you were like, I remember Jessica. You were doing Jessica a lot. Yeah. 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 That's insane. It was nuts, and but and it, it was like a, it, it wasn't real, right? It was, like you said, this was our time. And mm-hmm. it was like just the music industry was booming and there was so much money for music videos, for Pepsi commercials, for um, for tours, for everything that it, the beauty of it for us was anything we could dream up, they could afford. Dude. So it was it was. And every week, like or every two weeks, I remember seeing Joey and I want I think Eminem. Broke like single album record, and then Joey's like, "Our album's coming out in like two weeks." And then in, I still, I still think NSYNC has the biggest debut album of two point one million. Yeah, but it, it was like I remember that year, like every like month, a new record was hit. Yeah, it was insane. It was it in was. fucking insane. But it's because again, there was so much money. I know in the music industry at that time that it was they were just throwing it. At these artists, make another album, cut another album, do another music video. I mean, it was, it was, was dude, I know. We would do, we would, (sighs) they would spend like half a million dollars on these MTV award performances. Insane. Yeah. That were two minutes long. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's It's so true, bro. I had a, I had a, yeah, God, I'm not saying there's not money there now. There isn't, but it was, I remember I flew down and I did a fucking thing for Axe body spray. Just an appearance to go in Miami, and it was going to be on TNT, and we shot it, and they didn't even, like, they're like, eh, we don't think we're going to run it. <laughs> Pay me 150000 yeah. Like that. Thanks. Like, that's how it is. It's like, and I'm not saying that's not there today, but it's just different. Yeah, it's all different. It's just different, right? Yeah. And it's like but the amount of money being thrown around was oh, like. It was crazy. So. We're going to get into some stuff here. So I remember, was Wade, was, I always remember Wade. He was so big. 
that he had a because I remember like Justin was at that time, you know, he still is probably the biggest music star and he's up, he was up, he was right there. And, and Wade was like, was the guy he did him and he did Britney and you were, you know, Wade's right hand. Yep. And there was, wasn't there another choreographer too? That was really big. Well, there was a bunch then, but like but Dar- was- Darren Henson was doing like InSync's uh, music videos and stuff like that. But well. Wade was the dude; like I, he was a star that you yeah. always heard of, Wade Robson. Well, it was it was Wade was so he was Michael Jackson's protege, right? Yes. So he was still he was a kid. I mean, he was he was a kid. Mm-hmm. He was only eighteen years old or something. He was insanely now, young, had a I huge was, house. I was blown away at what I was doing. At a young age, right? But I was 24, 25. Yeah, and he, he was... He was 18. So he was 18 doing all this shit. Yeah. And that's why it, it got... I mean, it's he was fantastic. I'm not taking any credit away from him. He was insanely talented. But the fact that he was also 18, just the buzz around that, like, this kid is in full control of these MTV award performances, these concert tours, all this kind of stuff. And he's 18. Yeah, he was a, he was a they're, they're phenomenon. They're basically putting millions of dollars in his hands and saying, go. And he delivered his ass he off. He sure did. Man. He delivered. Yeah. I remember seeing that. I remember. And he had, I want to say at the time he had NSYNC, he had Britney. He, I want to say he had like five huge stars. Yeah, plus plus Johnny Wright, who was the manager of, of both Britney and NSYNC at the time. So he had all kinds of other boy groups, girl groups, all that kind of stuff. And so in between the big things, Wade would be trying to help and Wade and I would be trying to help all the other groups and do little gigs for them and stuff and help them with choreography as well. So Wade had his hands full. Wow. Yeah. So you guys are boys anymore or not? We haven't spoken in quite a long time, unfortunately. Um, You know, I think... When he went through whatever exactly it was that he went through, um, he separated himself from quite a few people in in the entertainment industry. Um, And I don't know exactly who he talks to anymore, but the the people in in our kind of circle or whatever, he doesn't really talk to that many of them anymore. So it's basically like this, you know, we're at this place in our life where all of our idols are becoming monsters. And I think that it's fucked up. Like I was raised on Bill Cosby. You know, he's a Phil, not besides a comedic icon, he's a Philly icon and he's, you know, a Mount Rushmore comedian. And then we discover this monster, right? Yep. So it's like, can you still like his comedy? Where's his legacy at? Right. And then you got Michael. Right, who's like, you know, I have so many theories about it, and it's just like, I mean, you want to talk about when that first time I heard Michael Jackson, I was like seven years old, and it was just like done, hooked, and I was like, I had a a white, two other white brothers in my neighborhood, white dudes that were brothers, and they would play it like they got off the wall before anybody, and they they, they turned me into this shit, right? Yep. I like, this is so fucking great. And like, so we all were raised with it and bad and all this stuff in Thriller. And then you, there's so many different rumors. What's true? What isn't true? So then this documentary comes out, Finding Netherland. 
what what is your take on it? Yeah. Um I mean, I was shocked, right? Um It was as a as a as a Michael Jackson fan, it's not what you want to hear, right? It's clearly it's, you you looked up to him, you idolized him, you See, there are people, Partial. I'm going to interrupt and I'm going to let you go. Is that I never went to Neverland. Like there was a couple of times I almost went and I just, for whatever reason, I was out of town. I didn't go with the group. I, I know a lot of people that went. I never heard anything bad. But then you hear other stuff that you're like, what, what, and then you, you never heard that. But if you talk to enough people that I've worked with in this business, they'll say that Michael was a a arrested development and to this day we'll say he was a child mm -hmm. and then if you talk to other people they'll say he was a monster so go ahead well I, again i think you know as a as a fan of michael you were he was your inspiration he was your you know your idol um certainly if you if you grew up in in the dance world between his music, his dancing, his music videos, everything. I mean, you, you know, was, he changed everything um, and gave everybody sort of like a standard that you were trying to... to the highest. To, yeah. I mean, and, and no one's come even close. No. But, you know. Um, so, you know, as, as a fan um, and all of that, you... I... It's not like I wasn't one of those people. I'm not going to listen to his music anymore. I'm not going to, you know, I wasn't going to do that. I, I loved his music. I still love his music. I love the music videos. I am, I am not going to, to not take that in or even have my kids experience that. I, I'm, I'm going to. Um, I think it still is what it is. I still think it's the gold standard of music and entertainment and dancing and all of it. Um, on a personal level, I know, I know a lot of people um, who were very close with Michael, um, families with kids um, that Michael used to stay at their house when he was in town, um, and they've never had anything but glowing things to say about Michael. Um, I lived with Wade for two years. Um, we worked together for multiple years, first teaching, then choreographing, and we were boys. Um, and I never heard anything other than amazing stuff about Michael and their relationship, their friendship, um, everything he did for him, their daily interactions. I remember the, the excitement when Michael would call in the house, um, he would call you guys? He would call Wade's house and, you know, looking for Wade or his mom, Joy, and talk to them. Um, and it was never anything but, again, glowing things about how incredible Michael is. And when we would talk about what Michael was going through with other um, lawsuits and things like that, it was, Wade was defiant about, I will defend him to the end. Um, because... There's no way because Michael did all of this for me and I never saw any of that or dealt with any of that. There's no way that could have happened. Um, 
So that's all I knew. Right? All I knew is what I experienced in that house, and it was all Michael Jackson is the best. Hold on. So M- Michael stayed at multiple families' homes. Yeah. He would go in, like even if they were like apartments. Uh, I don't know about apartments, but I know... He would sleep where? Yeah, like I had friends in New Jersey um, where, so if Michael was coming into town, he would, st- instead of staying in a hotel in New York or things like that, he would stay with them at their house in Jersey. And he was, he had known this family for years and he was incredibly tight with them and hung out with them and their kids and they and he would loved hide. him. And he would hide in the house. Yeah. And he'd stay in the house. <laughs> I've heard this. Yeah. I heard that Michael would do that. Yeah. He would stay in just random, but he knew, but like it was just a normal house. It was just a normal house. Which yeah. makes sense because he So hold on. So you know where I'm going. So you heard Wade told you that Michael was nothing but the best. But the best. And did you ever go to Neverland? Yes. How many times? Um, I'm not. I have to be careful about exactly what I say about Neverland because I did sign. Uh, when you go to Neverland, Neverland, you sign something about exactly what you. But everyone's dead. So yeah, I know. But I'm not sure. I have to be careful. But yes, I went to Neverland. Um, me myself, Wade. Wade was dating Maite at the time. I remember Maite. Maite was, was uh, Prince's ex. Yes. Ex-wife. Yes. So Wade was dating her, so she came with us, and Wade's mom came with us. Okay, so you have to be careful what you say. Did you guys, did you stay the night? Yeah, yeah, we were there for a couple of days. So you'd have the meals and all that stuff. We had meals and everything. We had dinner with Michael. So what can you, so, so say what uh, you can, can say, no, or no, don't I, say anything that's uncomfortable. No, 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 of course, of course. Um, I mean, we had a blast. It was like, mm-hmm. I mean, Neverland. It's it was fairyland. You know, it was mm-hmm. it was crazy. It's not reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, we had a blast for two days, doing anything and everything. I mean, everyone knows about the the zoo that's there, and the, there's the water park and the ATVs and the movie theaters and all this stuff that you could you know use while you were there, which was so much fun. Um, Which, by but, the way, can I just tell you this? It's like on a baby schedule. I totally understand why Michael made that. Like, uh, just from my level, whatever you consider me. Like, when I work, it's all in, and it takes a lot out of me. So I want to come back. I want to have fucking beautiful, relaxing, and a comfortable palace of whatever, a house or something where it feels good. And he created basically his own city. Exactly. And right? He because has to he be, could go he, anywhere. Yeah. He can't. I can go to Chipotle. He yeah. can't even get out of the car to get near a Chipotle. No. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he he basically created a, a, like his, what he wanted, mm-hmm. pluck all the best things out of LA mm-hmm. or whatever, and he put them in one spot and that mm-hmm. was his spot. And it was awesome. I mean, it was so much fun. We had such a good time. Um, but we also had, we had dinner with Michael. The one night, which was wild. I, Why? I did not know that was going to happen. Why is that wild? We were going there. Um, sitting with him, he had, I, it was just his two kids at the time. Mm-hmm. So he had two young, practically babies at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and sitting with him and having dinner and getting to have a conversation with him. When you said before, there's people that will tell you different things about him. He was a monster and he was a child and whatever. My experience at that dinner was this 
man who was so gracious and so genuinely interested in what I had to say. He was asking me questions about my family, about my career, and about dreams, what what I wanted to do. And, I mean, when I tell you he just said, he never said a word about himself. He never referred to himself about anything. He just wanted to know about what I had to say. And as long as I would talk, he would listen. And I just thought that was so incredible that this guy doesn't know me for anything. And I'm, I'm sitting at a dinner table with Michael Jackson and he's letting me do all the talking and genuinely interested in me. I thought that was insane. Now, because he was a sweet soul or because he was looking at you like a snack? No. <laughs> joke. Because he was a sweet soul. I agree with you. I think that Michael, I don't know him. I, his sister's always been nice to me. And they said that they watched my show. Like, I, I, I've never heard anyone personally tell me anything bad about Michael. I always heard the bat, like these type of stories. I never. That's a super story. So like, you weren't even Wade. You were Wade's boy, and the fact that he treated you like you were a friend. Yeah. I've heard the, the media is what you hear the bad stuff in. Yeah. Right, and then these payouts and stuff. So your experience. So what? What did you guys eat? By the way, I'm just curious because he was. Like I a, don't even remember. Because <laughs> yeah. he was. Like I don't a think vegan. I was that focused on the food. So you go in and you have it. And you have the best two days. Yeah, we had a blast. Um, I remember random things that happened where we were there. His, Wade's mom, Joy, um, hurt her leg. She had an ATV fall on her. Oh shit! Because we went like crazy riding and stuff. And yeah. So she got hurt while we were there. Um, you know, I, I looking back, I, he let us, you know, play with his kids and stuff. And, and like I said, was so generous to us, whatever you want, whatever you want to do, go wherever you want, you know, all that kind of stuff. But what I found really weird later on, um, when all the accusations came out from Wade and stuff is that he had Maite there with him and he was telling me, because, you know, we were young guys. We were stupid, right? So we would tell stories, right? Mm-hmm. And so he was telling me about what was going on with him and Maite and stuff. And it's like, I just find that a little strange, right? Mm-hmm. If you're coming back to the scene of a crime, but you're with your girlfriend there and you're doing so what you're, you're saying, doing. Wait, is he still with Maite? No. No, but was she in the documentary? Okay, so he was with. So you're saying if this stuff happened years prior, why bring your girl back and be having sex with her on the property? And wouldn't that be weird? Yeah, but I don't know. There's Stockholm syndrome. There's tons of yeah. like you know people. I don't know. That yeah, no psychologist. I'm not. I'm not saying it. It it proves one thing or the other. If it I was a horrific, it, if it was horror, you don't want to go back to the horror. But maybe I don't know. Maybe he. I don't know. Buried? Yes. So let's go back. So how long were you buddies with Wade for? I mean, at least at least five, six years. And when were you at Neverland? Um, had to be two, 2000, 2001. When the movie comes out, what do you think? Um, Why did you stop being friends with Wade? Can you talk about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wade and I had um, 
we never had a falling out. It was never about us. Um, I, his mom was managing me and I was clashing with her a bit as my manager. Mm-hmm. I don't think she was, had my best interests mm-hmm. um, in mind and she wasn't helping me. And so we, I was butting heads with her and in turn uh, that caused me to butt heads with Wade um, because his mom was controlling his life. And his work as well. Mm-hmm. My work was Wade's work because, and I'm forever thankful to Wade. I mean, he was helping me out a great deal. I mean, he's he's responsible for a large part of my career. Mm-hmm. Uh, I freely admit that. So he, it caused friction between he and I, um, which sort of came to a head while we were choreographing and directing the NSYNC World Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we finished that job, we just kind of agreed it was best to part ways and I would go and do my own thing at that point. So it was, um, there was never like an, an incident or anything like that. It was just a, Hey, this has sort of run its course and I'm going to move on. He was looking to get out of the choreography game anyway. What was he going to do? Uh, he wanted to be an artist himself. Funny, this conversation goes full circle now because yeah. he was a choreographer and a dancer who wanted to be an artist. He wanted to be Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Know? That was his goal. And he certainly had the ability. He wasn't a singer, but he had ability. Um, so, you know, and he's also a music producer, yeah. songwriter. Yeah. So there was a lot there. So his he was heading in that direction. It was time for me to build my own career without him. So we just went separate ways. He didn't choreograph for years after we finished that gig. So it was a lot of things that went into he and I parting ways there. We saw each other years later at, um, so you think you can dance when he came on the show. Mm -hmm. We were cool. We went out, we had dinner, um, you know, supported each other on the show. Mm -hmm. He was a huge addition to the show because once again, his work is, you know, second to none. It's legendary. So he came on the show and, and obviously stole the show very quickly. <laughs> so when you see this documentary, did you have any idea it was coming out? I had no idea. Um, I had heard that he was making accusations. Um, I knew that. I knew Wade was making accusations about things that happened because he um, Wade disappeared from the scene. Um, and people said that um, he had, you know, this, this stuff, um, that he had buried for so long came up, um, and he was remembering things from his past, um, things that happened to him with Michael. Um, and so he left the entertainment scene for quite a while. So there were rumblings that he was making accusations and, um, that he might file some sort of, um, case against Michael and stuff. But I, I didn't really pay much attention to it because I hadn't spoken to him. So I didn't know what was true or not true. I was surprised. I kind of wasn't believing that Wade was saying those things just based on my whole experience with him. Mm -hmm. So I didn't make much of it until the actual documentary came out. So when you saw the documentary, what did you think? I was fucking floored, man. I mean, I was... My... My first reaction, and this is just me being, this is going to be honest. My first reaction was, this is bullshit. Because it just, it's hard to take that in when everything you ever heard was the complete opposite. Like it was literally the complete opposite of everything he was saying. 
And you have experience. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would be sitting at his kitchen table with him and talking about Michael is the best ever for everything he did for him. You know, taking him from Australia, setting him up in L.A., building him a recording studio, getting him lessons with Pop and Taco. Like, everything he did with him, Wade was just eternally grateful. Um, and, and again, had nothing but great things. And same with his mom, Joy. Nothing but great things. So when they started, when all of a sudden this came out, I said, this, this can't be true. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Now, I don't know the psychology behind all of it. I, I, I'm not an expert. So is it possible that he did bury those things and, you know, and, and didn't remember them and all that? I, I guess that's what they say, right? Mm-hmm. So I will not judge that. All I can judge on is my experience. And it, as I said, it was the complete opposite from everything he had ever said to me. So to answer your question, my first reaction was, this is bullshit. It's, it can't be true. It's just like anybody else would say it's, it's, it's a money grab or something. Right. Did you know the other guy that was in the documentary? I did not. I had never met him. I had never even heard of him. Did you experience anything weird when you were having dinner with Michael? Nothing. No, I mean, you didn't see anything weird with those two. No. And, and that's like, when I tell you, it seemed like, like old best friends seeing each other, everything was just so cool and everyone's having fun and laughing. And I mean, there wasn't anything from, from joy, from Wade, nothing. Then why do you think Wade did it then? If it's not true? Well, I mean, I, so do you think it's true in your heart? Or do you think it's not true? Or it's obviously a many-layered subject. Yeah, it's a many-layered thing. I mean, my the biggest thing that I think of is if 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 it is true. Does Corey say it's true or not? Um, no, Corey says it's not true. So if Corey, Anna, Corey is okay. That's interesting. It, if it is true, I feel awful for Wade because his his childhood hero the guy who was basically like his father figure mm-hmm. um, who meant everything to him. Mm-hmm. He idolized him. He wanted to be him. Mm-hmm. Did this to him? I mean, th- there's no words for that, right? Mm-hmm. If it's not true, I still feel awful for Wade because whatever is going on in your head or whatever you need in life or something, the fact that you would say this about this man who's your childhood hero, who was your father figure, all the things I just said, that's equally fucked up. So it's so messed up either way. I feel bad for Wade either way that that this possibly happened to him or that he's willing to to say this about about Michael. I, I mean it's I think it's a terrible situation no matter what. There's no way, unfortunately, we're in a situation, and I said this when this first came out, when the documentary first came out, we're in a situation now with this kind of stuff that, like, Michael's dead. And it's unfortunate that this stuff comes out after Michael has passed away because he can't defend himself. Mm -hmm. There's no way for him to defend himself. So that documentary comes out, and there's, there's, you know, there's no opportunity to say something back to rebut what's being said. It's like, it's just thrown out there like it's truth. And that just doesn't seem 
all that fair to me because no one is able to say something back. Now, again, if it's true, then it's awful. But how do we know? We can't know. Do you think it's true or not true? I mean, my gut, mm-hmm. my gut says it can't be. Really? It says it can't be just because of everything that I know and and my experiences. Now, obviously, I'm not the final word on this, you know, it's, I, and, I, and I shouldn't be. It's just, it goes directly against everything I ever saw, everything I ever heard from Wade, from the other people that I know that are friends with Michael, from, from anybody. So I, I, I will say that I think a lot of people failed. I think the people who were surrounding Michael, who were supposed to be protecting him, really failed by allowing him to put himself in stupid situations with young boys. Mm-hmm. I think Wade's mom really failed because as a father myself, I don't care who the hell it is. I wouldn't be leaving my, my kids are eight and 10 right now. I would not leave my eight and 10 year old with anyone. I wouldn't do that. With Bruno Mars. No. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not spending the night at Bruno Mars house with mm-hmm. just with Bruno Mars. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just not doing that. Mm-hmm. That's, that is just wholly irresponsible. So I think Wade's security system, his mom failed him. I think the people around Michael failed them. I think all these people failed and how they handled the situation. So do you feel that, why would Wade do it? So my question is, why would Wade do it? it the, obviously, his answer is the answer, but I want to know because you would know. I mean, you would know him an answer better than me, but why would he do it? Is it literally just, what is he trying to, is he, is he suing for $100 million? Is that what it was? I don't even know what the exact figure is. I never paid attention to that stuff. So if it's not true, if you believe it's not true, then why would he do it? Is it money? I think it's, um, I mean, if I, again, I don't know. I'm not in Wade's head. It's mm-hmm. just it's just an opinion. I think what Wade's career, what it looked like it was going to be, mm-hmm. I think all of us, how we were talking about where he was at 18 years old, mm-hmm. running the show, mm-hmm. right, with, with the biggest artists in the world. Mm-hmm. It seemed like it only made sense that he was going to become a star himself. Ah, uh, okay. And when that didn't happen, yeah. And Michael passed, yeah. And other people were cashing in on Michael on true or false allegations. Mhm. Who am I hurting at this point? It's already happening. But that's your legacy. To go out, like, when you've done all of these amazing things that have left their mark on the pop lexicon forever, like, you could argue Wade has done things when the aliens come. They'll be in the vault. Like, baby, one more time. These things are, like, in the vault type of moments. So you're, but for me, he's going to be remembered for this documentary more than anything. Yeah. So that's a big, so you're just saying because he didn't make it the way he did to do it that way? I think... I mean, listen, I think Wade, unfortunately, and, and again, this sounds like me trying to be mm. a, 
a psychiatrist. Yeah, no, it's just opinions. I don't want to do, but he also, Wade lost his own father. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. He lost his own father, which was never talked about all that much, but I know it really hurt him. Um, And then he lost his second father. Yeah. I think it really messed him up. And I don't, and I, by the way, I think that would mess anybody up. That would mess me up too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's lost. I think he was completely lost. And Wade, Wade was surrounded. His mom ran his life for so long, just like so many childhood stars, who, you know, they're 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 in the spotlight too fast. Um, that was Wade as well. Wade never experienced life as a as a kid. Right when when Wade and I would sit and talk at night about just bullshit, and I would tell him stories about things I did, it was all so foreign to him because he how didn't long experience has he been, any of it. How long was he has he been doing this since he was how old? Oh my God, they moved. I'm looking at I, question. I don't want to be wrong, but I think they moved to uh, L.A. from Australia when he was like eight, nine, something like that. He was very young. Did you, so he's been doing this since he was nine. Yeah. Did you, did you, you haven't talked, have you talked to anybody in his life? Like, have you talked to Mai Tai or Mai Tai? Mai Tai? No, I haven't spoken to Mai Tai. I've spoken to a lot of um, friends, you know, mutual friends um, who were, who I'm very good friends with. And he was very good friends with. Um. And then most people have the same kind they, of they agree with you. Same kind of feeling, yeah. Not everybody. Do they Not everybody. Are- just, just, just like the public, it's a very polarizing subject, and and you get people both sides of the aisle. Um, the majority of of there's arguments there, there, from the listen, the people in the camp will tell you it's not true, and the people that know him. And that there and 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 who you can document that they know him, like you know, and they're not getting money. And as far as I know, they're not getting money. But maybe I'm wrong. So they will tell you it's not true. Yep. I want to believe it's not true. Yep. But I I want to silence no one. Then the public will tell you that it is true, or some people in the public, right? Yep. But then you hear if you really want to go down the rabbit hole. Of it's a reverse of a reverse that Michael was vilified because of his behavior, of his childlike innocence, and it was like, oh, perfect, because it makes a lot of sense psychologically that if you weren't a child, you never had a childhood. You know, it's like people were married for twenty years and they go out and become a, a, a hound. You know, because it, it same thing. Like so, Michael was an adult since he's five. Yep. So when he's 25, he's like, let's get cotton candy. I know it sounds weird to the normal person, but it didn't work at farmers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he built his life to like, I'm going to enjoy my life. Now, obviously, it's weird as fuck to be 25 years old with a number. Although in this day and age, there's a lot of shit happening. To be 25 years as old and, you know, and having an eight-year-old boy come and play fucking bouncy house. Right. But in a weird way, you could go, okay, like, he is a child. Like, 
I don't know. It's fun. I don't know what I can say, but like psychologically, I can take some of this right. So, but there are people that are saying that since he was that way, that oh, this is perfect to throw this at him to then take the heat off of other shit. Does that make sense? Like they are going to call him a monster, so other monsters weren't looked at. That is a rumor. Yeah. Well, I mean. In today's day and age, that wouldn't surprise me, right? <clears throat> I think it's, you know, the public is going to say that he's a monster because that documentary comes out. And as I just said, nothing can come out to fight against it. Dude. Other than his family and them, you know. But how many fans were out there saying, no way, no way, no way. There and, are people watching that. They can't watch the documentary because they, they literally watch it and they, there are people that threw up, but there's other people that go, I don't believe it. You know what I'm saying? So there are people that say, how can you even watch it? Like, But you can believe it because of his behavior with kids in general, right? And by the way, Michael is guilty of of being an idiot, mm-hmm. right? Put, you're putting yourself, especially, especially after one or two allegations, and he continued to put himself in those situations that's not smart, okay? And that's when I said people failed him. Like, whoever's around him, and I know it's hard to control someone at his of his stature, but someone had to say, hey, this, you can't do this. But where are the parents? Dude, I got to tell you, I can't, yeah, go ahead. But where are the parents? That's like, they didn't talk about that in the documentary. Yeah, they did. Not enough. Because, like, Joy... And, and I had plenty of good conversations with Joy. We had good times together, things like that. But as soon as I saw, when she would talk about the kind of mother she was trying to be and why she brought Wade from Australia to give him this opportunity and all this kind of stuff. But at a certain point, it was like, yeah, but now you're just selling your son out. Like you are handing him over to this guy who you don't really know. You... You don't really know, Michael, you, I don't really know you, right, Jamie? Like, when I leave here, I don't know what you do, mm-hmm. you know? And you don't know what I do when I go home. No one knows what anybody does. You don't really know Michael. You know he's Michael Jackson, but you don't know him. But you're just going to drop your son off and be like, see, I'll pick you up in two days? Are you nuts? That is, like, that's the, and any parent should be able to recognize that and go, wow, she screwed up. A hundred percent. I mean, that's bizarre. It is fuck. It's bizarre. People are blinded by his stardom. I mean, the guys in the history of the human race, he might be a top three star of yep. anything, not yep. just of any world leader. He's a top. I mean, he's 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 like with Jesus. I mean, he's like the most yeah. famous, iconic person. So people seem blinded, and they couldn't. So, but what you're saying is it's crazy that she did that. But then you're also saying, well. He's the perfect guy to do that with because he was a good guy, in your opinion. There's no perfect guy to do that with. No, of course not. But you should never do that. But what I'm saying is you're saying there was no weirdness, in your opinion. That I saw. How old did she let him? How old was she when she let him off? When she let Wade go What did she do? She dropped him off at the house? He would spend nights alone. I mean. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Think about that. 
I just did. That's insane. <laughs> I, but wait, the mom wasn't there? No. I thought the mom went. No. She was there sometimes, but she wasn't there why all did, the time. Did, did she ever say why she was allowing that to happen? Did Michael insist it? Did Michael insist it? That I can't answer. I, but even if he insisted, that's your son. Of course. That's what I'm saying. If he insisted, that's sus as fuck. Yeah. But if, the, if he was like, you want to come? And she's like, oh, no, you guys go. And that's just bad parenting. She, um, I mean, Joy but, but, loved loved Michael. And I think, like you just said, was really, her judgment was clouded by. They sleep in the same bed? They're with Michael Jackson, you know? They slept in the same bed. As far as I know. Yeah, dude, it's weird. Let's just be real. But I, what I will say is Wade would, Wade would talk about how close him and Michael were. He would. He talked f- openly about their love for each other, like how close they were, the conversations with that with, they would have, all of that. He was very open about. So that's why I found it weird. Like he remembered all that clear as day. But what didn't he remember? Oh, you know. Then he then he suppressed the next moment. I don't know. Well, it makes sense if he did because it was that painful. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. I'm I'm, I'm half going crazy in this conversation because I'm like fucking got so much in my head about life. And then I'm like, this is such a new topic that's so intense. But to me, it makes total sense that he would bury it because it's way too fucking painful. Well, yeah. I mean, but I, you're saying you didn't I, say and you didn't see an iota of weirdness. Nothing. Nothing. I always thought it was incredibly strange that Michael hung out with kids all the time. So you did but, think it was weird. No, no, no. I, I always thought that was strange, but he didn't act strange in when I was there in the room. There was nothing strange. He, well, was, he could have been he acting personable to everybody. He could have been on his good behavior, though. Maybe. I mean, I don't know what he did behind closed doors. And that's the thing. Nobody does. Well, the, the vibe you're saying was... Totally normal. Wow. It's, and, and, and the biggest problem with all of this is that these things came up after Michael passed away. So there's no, there's no fighting back against it. It was just, they, they said it, Wade said it, and it's out there. And who's going to say, no, that didn't happen. There's no one to say that didn't happen. It's Wade's word against, unfortunately, a dead man's. Is the family defending Michael? Of course. Okay. Yeah. And his daughters and his kids are. Yep. My question is, you're. I mean, what do you think about Brittany? Um. I think Brittany was a victim of, I think Brittany had issues, right? And I think it should have been handled but hold on completely a different. I, do you believe that these pop stars get in at a young age and they get fucked by the system? Like, when you say Britney has issues, to me, Britney's issues was that no one protected her. Mm? I believe that Britney 
was probably very taken advantage of. I don't know. But I know an actress right now who is as sweet as pie and that the media will say that she's crazy. But she's not crazy. She was fucking run through this system. So I believe that happened to Brittany. Brittany got screwed. I think Brittany... Brittany made some poor decisions as far as when she fired Johnny Wright and people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, people who really did have her best interests in mind. Mm-hmm. And I think they would have protected her long term. And I think when she removed those people, uh, that, that was the first step towards danger. Um, and she wasn't surrounded by people looking out for her best interests anymore. And so as soon as she started to make really wrong decisions and no one would say no to her, you can't do that. Um, She started to go down this bad path of drugs and other things. And um, then it was too late. Then people started taking advantage. But do you think that, why do you think she, so when she shaved her head, that to me wasn't drugs. Was she on, uh, to me that was she couldn't take the media anymore. I think it's a combination. I right? don't know that. I think it's a combination. Did they talk about her being on yeah. drugs then? Do people talk about that? Uh I am not sure if people were talking about it, but I mean she was What drugs? She wasn't living clean, let's just say. Okay. Um but like but look at Justin Bieber, right? Mm-hmm. Justin Bieber, same thing, childhood star, mm-hmm. whatever. By all accounts a great kid mm-hmm. when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Right? Started to go down a bad path. Mm-hmm. The people around him wrangled him in. Mm-hmm. They got control of the situation before it went off the deep end. Mm-hmm. He was, I mean, he was heading for disaster. He was going to ruin his career. He was going to ruin his life. He was, he was all the wrong moves. And they pulled him, pulled him away from everybody, pulled him away from the scene, got the people they needed to get out of his life, and got him under control. Someone needed to do that with Brittany, but they waited too long. They waited until she was off the deep end, and then instead of getting her the help that she needed, they decided, let's just lock her away, but we'll keep her working so that we can all still benefit from it. I mean, that's ultimately what they did. Dude, that's fucking slavery. Yeah. Literally, that's fucking... But that's what happened to her. I mean, she basically got locked away in a house, and was pulled out when it was time to perform. Dude. Think about that. <laughs> it's I, dude, like, do I want to think about it, or do I really want to tell you what that is? Do you know, did you ever see Netflix, do you ever watch Black Mirror? Yeah. Do you believe that episode? Yes. Do you think it's weird that Miley starred in it? Yeah. See, to me, though, the way you're saying this is like Britney did something bad. Justin did something bad. I don't think they did anything bad. I think that they were taken advantage of. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to, they make wrong, you make some wrong decisions. And You're a things, worldwide star, bro. People is in your fucking pockets. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So you can't, you want to sleep for a second, so they give you a half a Xanax. Yeah, so listen, I agree with you. Brittany was completely taken advantage of, 100%. She made some wrong decisions at one point, and then that 
led her down a path to where she ended up getting taken advantage of. If she kept what the, decision? If she kept the Johnny Rights, meaning she life, got rid of people that were protecting like her. Johnny Wright always protected Justin, right? He protected in sync, and he always protected Justin. Like he had their best interests in mind. But there's a whole thing with that. The fat guy that started in sync's in jail for pedophilia, isn't he? Yeah. So he didn't something. Did Johnny come after that guy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so the the Justin Bieber thing is I don't Scooter's a great dude. Well, and so people like him, what what they could have just let him keep going. They could have let Justin keep doing drugs, keep going, keep running him out there, keep performing, doing all that stuff until it was too late, right? Until he went too far down, or he got arrested, or I mean, he was having all kinds of problems, legal problems, I, yeah, I didn't drug problems, all. all this kind of stuff. He was he was the the epitome of child star going downhill, and they pulled him away from all of it and got him under control, and they kept a certain amount of it secret. So I, I can't speak to everything they did for him, but they got him turned around, and then brought him back out when the time was right. And don't worry, I might not put this in, but you, so you, are you saying you know more stuff than was out there? No, 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 no. Not about Justin Bieber. Okay. I'm just saying it's not that difficult to see the timeline of it and see when he went away, he kind of disappeared for a while and then he came back and he had it all back together. He canceled 14 dates on purpose. I remember that. And I thought that was a good move. And then I think his fans were like, we see this guy's just drained as fuck. Like, dude, I... After I do a fucking movie, I did five weeks of an independent movie. I was in, I had shows every week, and I was dead. And that's just me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's like I can't imagine playing arenas every night. I can, but it's fucking yeah, dude. Dude, the very small amount of celebrity that I have experienced in my life from doing the so you think you can dances and stuff like that here mm-hmm. and in um, Europe, all were instrumental in my personal downfall and becoming a full-blown alcoholic. And, and, and that was just me getting a little bit like the tiniest sliver of what these people live like and deal with. So I can't imagine, I can't imagine the, I, I just highs and lows and pressures and excitement and, and access Oh. To anything and everything, and it's it's uh, intense. But I can't. I I know it's like on my level, so I can only imagine. But you know, it's just, yeah, I can't imagine. No. But I can imagine. But I can't imagine having to deal with it all the time. And just, I know what it's like when you feel like no one's there for you, mm-hmm. and it's like literally like a family member. You're like at your worst day, and you're like, can I get that? You know, five thousand. <laughs> So it's like, I can't imagine like being put to work, you know, so. And everybody around you, everybody, not just family, everyone is relying on you. I know. They're counting on you. I I think that Brittany was take, I'm always going to side with the artist, you know, I think that Brittany was taken advantage of. I think that, you know, I think Justin is, is amazing, and I, I Bieber, and I think that he's gone. You know, hopefully, I think he's he's doing great. Hopefully, I don't know. Seems like it. But do you do you think that? I mean, I said now we're going down a rabbit hole. Do you think, or do you feel that there's other things at play 
like when people get into business that there's things that they get involved in. How can I say that? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like how... It's weird, bro. It's weird times. Do you believe that some people do fucking deals-ish? That makes sense? Yeah. I think anything's possible. I think... Because uh, I've never seen it, but I start to see weird things and theories, and I see stuff, and I feel like this is... I just have a theory. I don't know if I'll put this out. When I see people with covered in tattoos that weren't, it wigs me out. Why is that? Because I feel like they're branded. And <laughs> so people go, one of ours. Make sense? It's interesting. Right? Yeah. You can name a few people that all of a sudden got a fuckload of tattoos. You're like, what the fuck? I mean, listen, I've... Heard different stories, but I do, I don't know. I think there are, unfortunately, I think there's a lot of bad people out there with bad intentions. Mm -hmm. And um, they, they don't care who they destroy along the way. They genuinely do not care. They have no... Conscience for that. Mm -hmm. um, everyone is just kind of a means to an end. And if the person survives, that's fine. If they don't, that's fine too. Um, and there's always someone else that they can move on to. And I think that's, unfortunately, I, I think that's the world in general. And I think it's the entertainment business as well. And it's true. Like, yeah. the fact that, but I feel like right now, like, I can honestly say this. I said this multiple times. I have never seen anything illegal. I've never really seen what I think is immoral. But have I seen, like, fucking, you know, people having a good time, sex, and drugs like that? Sure. But I've never seen anything weird. And, you know, that's up to you what you have. I'm getting the vibe that you haven't. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, immoral? I've certainly seen some immoral. Immoral? Yeah. But, I mean, immoral is all, you know. It's relative. It's subjective, right? Well, when I mean immoral, to me, immoral would also be illegal. Okay. Well, like, there's a difference between being an asshole and being, like, an asshole like, you know, somebody who's been an asshole, they're assholes. Well, maybe that is more. I don't know. But, like, life-changing immoral. How about that? Okay. Like, damaging someone for their whole life. Yeah. I haven't seen that. But I feel like the world now, and everyone's uncovering so much, and I feel like, you know, our heroes are becoming zeros. They just feel like this is being talked about more and more, right? Yeah. And I feel like it's just going to come out, whatever it is, and I just feel like it's just weird and I don't know. And it's like the fact that you knew and you were in this world. And since I have always thought you to be a stand-up guy, an honest guy, a normal guy, you now move back to New Jersey. You have a wife. You have two kids. 
you're in Europe all the time doing so you think you can dance and you were like openly like wanted to talk about this mm-hmm. so to me you but you're like pro Wade but also pro Michael but you're not pro Wade but you're like he talks so good, but then you're like he buried, but he didn't bury it. But then you're like I don't know, you you are a back and forth with this. You understand that? Well, because I I, I don't want to pretend like I you're a psychologist. Yeah, and and that I I know definitively what it is. I know my experience, and I part of my I know I'm not on here to talk about my recovery journey. You can, but my part of my recovery journey from my alcoholism. How long have you been sober? Uh, eleven months now. Oh, good. Okay. Um, is transparency. Right? I agree. Uh, I am trying to live as transparent as I possibly can. And I made it a practice with, with my, my agent for, for years that I didn't talk about anything personal. I kept everything. The only time I would talk about anything was if I was promoting my shows and things like that. I kept everything else private, mm-hmm. right? It was it was a form of protection to protect myself, to protect the people around me, and what I did was I I shelled myself off from everyone, and I realized I was living a very dishonest life. Mm-hmm. I was being dishonest with myself. I was being dishonest with my family, with my friends, and with my fans um, overseas and things like that as well. Um, and in this, I'm trying to be just as open and honest and transparent as I can be. So whatever anybody wants to talk about now, I'll talk about. I am not going to talk about anything like I am an expert. I'm talking about everything from my experience, mm-hmm. whatever it may have been in any situation. So I don't give a shit what you want to talk about. I'll talk about it. But I'll just tell you what my experience was in that situation and be as honest as I can be about it. And, you know, when this stuff happened with, with Wade and, and the, and the uh, documentary came out, I had all of my initial feelings, which I already shared, but I wasn't going to say anything to anybody. You know, it was like, I was too afraid of, oh my gosh, but this could cause backlash on me and and I don't want to do it. And I don't want to take a side and, or anything like that. And that was my MO with everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, no matter what it was that was out there, I wasn't going to touch it, mm-hmm. you know? And now I'm not going to do that. Uh, and it's better for me. I feel better for myself. And I think it's better for the people around me that I'm just going to be honest and, 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 and say what I think and be transparent about it. And if people like it, that's great. And if people don't, that's fine too. You don't have to agree with me. Mm-hmm. Just know that I'm speaking my truth. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just a, a really tough subject to talk about because I weighed so much. I mean, he really, really helped me in my career and I miss our friendship. I mean, we were, we were boys and we had a good time working together, but really just hanging out together. We were kids at that time and we mm-hmm. acted like kids mm-hmm. and we had fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I really do, I appreciate everything he did for me and I wish him nothing but the best. And as I said, I, this whole thing, it hurts me for him because as I said, if it's true, I feel awful that he hit it for so long, whether intentionally or unintentionally. 
um, and has and, and now has to deal with it and deal with the memory of that. Mm-hmm. And if it's not true, I feel awful for where he is that he felt the need to try to gain something from this, whatever it may be. Yeah. So it's crazy. Crazy times. Crazy things to talk about. But I know. It's it's also with all the shit that, that's going on, it's just like another another crazy topic, another crazy subject that you can go down the rabbit hole, like you said, and get into so many different theories about it. Yeah. And try to uncover the truth. And it seems like it gets darker and darker the the, the it, more you talk about it. It does, bro, and you know, I hope for Wade's, I don't know, I hope it's not true. But if it is true, then I, you know, I hope Wade somehow gets peace. I don't know. It's all fucked up. Yeah. It's just crazy, dude. So let's talk. <laughs> it's just intense, man. Yeah. So tell me, you know, I, I appreciate you coming on and, and I appreciate you because you pulled me aside and I was like, dude, what's up? Like, how's Wade? And you're like, I don't talk to him. But and then you were like, but if you want to talk about it. And I was like, let's talk about it. And then you came on here. It's really brave of you. Mm-hmm. It's really cool of you. And, and again, you know. I'll try to respect all the parties involved. I um I just so you know, um when when you and I talked about having this conversation, I reached out to him again. I've reached out to Wade over the years. And um just to just to say, "Hey man, I you know, I I can't imagine what you're going through and just want to know want you to know that I would love to talk to you sometime." And I've said that over the years um and I didn't get a response. And um and I reached out to him last week. Um, knowing that we were going to have this conversation. And I said, Hey, I just want you to know, you know, it's this conversation is coming up. And, and I told him what I just said here about being transparent and stuff like that. And oh, I said, geez, you told him me, I would you share I'm going on Jamie's I podcast. Said, I didn't say Jamie's podcast. Okay, I just said, I was going to share my experience or whatever, but I would love to talk to you first and still no answer. <laughs> Dude, you're really doing your part. You know, you're fucking out there telling people, saying this is what I talk about, and and they're not, they're not giving you an answer. So yeah. you're putting yourself out there, and you're being as honest and forthright as you can. That's so the plan. Tell people your podcast. My podcast is Dan Carity, if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. and it launches on May twelfth. Yeah, and I did an app. Yes, he did, and it was very good. Hopefully. <laughs> Um, you want to tell people your socials? Uh, it's just all Dan Carity across the board. Just Dan Carity. Yep. Look him up, dude. I appreciate you coming, man. Yeah, I appreciate the chat, man. That it's always in, nice to see you. It's great to see you. And I like to be in your uh, your new spot, man. You like it? It's good vibes. Very cool. You had a good, good time on the elevator. Yeah. <laughs> we won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Thank be you. Be safe. Man. Thank you for being honest. All right.